What is going on, guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, lifelong friend, basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howell. And this is the Press Breaker Podcast, man, coming at you on a uh, overcast, I should say. I see some blue sky out in the distance. However, gray clouds are what are over me right now in the undisclosed location where the press box resides. Um, you're tuning in to the 37th episode of the Press Breaker podcast. Uh, I had to look over at Garrett real quick to make sure that was the correct number, but I'm 99% sure that that is correct. And uh, yeah, how you doing, Garrett? I'm good, and I want to say I was the one that was actually wrong about the episode number last week, so I'm just as unreliable with it as you are at this point. True. Like, I don't know why you trust True. me. I've I've let you down time and time again in the recent since we got into the 30s. I just I keep screwing up. Yeah, I kind of just can't believe that we're in the 30s, almost 40s now. But we, yeah. you know, hopefully it's there's wicked, 30 dude. or 40 more. Hopefully there's 500 more of these to be made. God, you know what I mean? That's so many. That is so many. What's a, what, Joe Rogan's in like the 3000s, right, or something? Yeah, I have no clue, bro. He's been doing that stuff for a long time. But he does more than one a week, right? He does now. I think he does three a week now. Yeah, that's crazy. Or two or three. Which is, it, if that's your full-time job, it makes sense. But that's still nuts just to, like, have that many. Yeah. Ugh. We're not here to talk about Joe Rogan, though. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not. But anyway, guys, I want to thank you for support on the episodes, support on everything in the past. Appreciate y'all. Uh, let's get right into it. So if you tuned in last week, you know that we graded the Eastern Conference teams on their regular season. Um, in that grading, the criterias were in-season moves. So, you know, maybe 10-day contract handouts, you know, extensions, stuff like that. Who signed who, who traded who. Uh, you also have their overall record. Uh, you know, obviously, if you're in a spot where you need to win, then if you're not winning, then that's going to dock you on points. And also, the overall just expectation that everybody had as a basketball community in general. Um, so, for example, last week we talked about the Eastern Conference. I think I gave the Knicks a super bad grade because they didn't do anything. And they decided to bench Kemba Walker, who just, I think, three years ago, two years ago, was an all-star starter, or maybe just an all-star. I don't know. But that gives you an idea on that. But uh, anyway, uh, is there any topics you want to talk about before we get into it, Garrett? Uh, I mean, we might as well say the play. I mean, the playoffs are set now, right? The only teams left are Denver and Minnesota to make sure that the six and seven are locked in. But Yeah. Yep, yep. I don't think I don't think Minnesota's taking the six or two games back with like four games left. So I'd say that's pretty locked. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough for the Timberwolves. You know, looked like they had the sixth seed going into you know I think twenty games left in the season. You know, everybody expected them. You know, they had a pretty good remaining schedule, and you know, unfortunately, they threw a couple of games away. But uh, I still think there's potential for the sixth seed there. Um, yep, It'd be great. But who knows? You know, something now that we're talking about playoff positions real quick, something I never expected, uh, you know, halfway through the season, maybe a third into the season. I did not expect the Toronto Raptors to be above the Chicago Bulls, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Brooklyn Nets, especially um, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, especially the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, I graded them last week. I can't remember what I gave them, but, you know, I, I am in love with the moves that that team has Isn't made. A. 
It was an A? Okay, cool. Something uh, A's. I am a big fan of the moves they made. But, you know, injuries and, you know, Kyrie having to sit almost half the season, really. Um, or half the games, I should say. Uh, you know, it it kind of hurt them. But I still think they're in a perfectly good position to win the championship. As long as they're in there, they can win. You know what I mean? They're an yep. elite team. But we're not here to talk about the Eastern Conference. We're here to talk about the Western Conference. Uh, and I will will say before we get going, obviously not to get too deep into it, I just never thought the Lakers would miss playoffs at all. That's my yeah. only thought. I really didn't think that would come to come true, and it did. So I'm super shocked about that still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we'll get into that, I'm sure, as we're talking about. Not nece- I'm not necessarily happy that they're no. out, but I am glad that there's not a potential for the Suns or Grizzlies to get dropped off by LeBron in the first round. I will say that because I really want the Suns and Grizzlies to meet in the uh, conference finals. If obviously the Mavericks cannot get there, as you know, yep. my boy Luca. But anyway, I gave you the criteria, I gave you the breakdown on how we're going to do things. Let's go ahead and start it off with Garrett. We'll let him go first. What is your grade for the 15th seeded, 20 and 60 overall, Houston Rockets? I would say it would probably have been around a D plus, C minus. But the way they've come on here at the end of the season, Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. playing really well together finally over these last five or six games, I would say I'm going to give them a B minus because it really shows okay. a lot for how they could look in the future. And they st- obviously there's still Christian Wood there too. Jay Sean Tate, uh, Singoons and not a bad piece. I mean, they have, they yeah. have a young core that could be really solid together. So I think B minus for me. Uh, I agree with most of the things you say. However, I'm going to grade them a C minus. I'm going to give them a whole letter grade below you, which is quite a jump. But I think it's because, you know, it's the same old song and dance with every bad team in the NBA right now. They have a young core who could be good in a couple of years. And when I think about inflation, when it comes to skill set, I think they're probably one of the worst young cores. I mean, they still have good talent, but the NBA is just too saturated. I'm not going to say too saturated because it can never be too saturated with talent, but there's just a lot of talent across the NBA right now. And I think even though they have two or three pieces that might turn out to be really good stars and, you know, Jalen Green and Sangoon and whoever they get in this year's draft, I still don't think it's going to be enough. So I think they, if they want to do something, it's going to have to be big with how good the NBA is now. So a little, little burpy out of Garrett. That's fine though. Uh, Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, we're, we're natural here all right come on yeah yeah we're natural naturally aspirated shout out to my car guys uh anyway 14th seeded oklahoma city thunder now what i will do is i'm gonna give them a straight middle of the road c because although their overall might be a little worse than what we were expecting we saw amazing development out of shea gilgis alexander during the first of the season which has led to him, you know, rounding himself out and becoming a legitimate stud in the league. And you also have the increased play of Alexei Pokushevsky, who dropped his first career triple-double the other night. Shout out to Wild. him. Wild. He can be a legit seven-foot demigod. Like, he is everything that 2K sweats want in a my player. But other than that, they got rid of some pieces that I didn't necessarily agree with, like getting rid of Moses Brown to start the season. 
me me and Gert are on the Moses Brown train. I don't know if anybody else in the world is, but we are. When he's given minutes, he plays well. I think he could be an extremely good piece for that Oklahoma City team. So I'm salty about that. So I'm giving him a straight middle of the road C. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you on everything you said, and I'm I'm right around the C as well because for the last two years since Chris Paul left, nobody has expected anything out of the Thunder. And it's kind of going to be like that next year, too, unless they make some crazy move or get some crazy good picks of out of the draft, which I really don't think will happen. I still think it's a long-haul build. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say that I think next year, Shea will make a case to be a top-five point guard in the league. I like the, the way his development's trending, that's where I think it's going. I agree. Also, I didn't talk about it, but no disrespect to uh, Josh Giddy and Lou Dort because they're good players, too. They're crucial oh, for yeah. that team. Uh, but moving on, we have the 13th seeded Trailblazers, who I have never seen a more blatant tank tactics in my entire life. Uh, uh, yeah. What do you grade them? B minus. No. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I would say a C. Okay. I want to go higher, but my expectations for their season were higher. And obviously yeah. they did not deliver on that front, but they made good moves for them to like for their future. Like we both have agreed plenty of times on the show that CJ McCollum and Dame had to be done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, not just because they have Simons, but because they just, you, they just didn't work anymore. It was clear. Yeah. So even with that, I still expected them to make the plan. Honestly. Yeah. I, I really didn't expect them to not even get to 30 wins, but obviously we didn't foresee Dame being hurt. So yeah, I think it's a C because I had higher expectations, but they made good moves. So Yeah, I'm only handing out one honorary S-tier grade, and that goes to the Trailblazers because for effing years, I have said, why keep a Damian Lillard clone in the backcourt with them? And they got rid of CJ McCollum. That's all I wanted that organization to do because he was getting them nowhere. No disrespect, he's a great player. However, you have a player that's identical to him, but way better in Damian Lillard, so why have them both? They got rid of C.J. McCollum. That puts them at the highest of grades for me. Honorary, of course. You know, if we wanted to be realistic, it'd be a lot lower. But thank you, Portland, for doing the one thing I asked for. And to your point, like, the Pelicans are much better with him. Because he's doing, like, it's just one version of himself, so he looks really good there. They've been playing a lot better. They look very good. Yeah. So, I like it. So, moving on to the 12th seeded Kings. Um, You know, this is our show, so I shouldn't have to explain myself, but I'm giving them an A because I think... Oh, no, I'll take that back. I'll give them an A-. minus. I think they should have traded De'Aaron Fox, but instead they traded Tyrese Halliburton, but at least they got one, maybe two. I still haven't looked that up. I can't remember if he's a one- or two-time All-Star. They got DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, he is on the Kings. They also acquired Dante DiVincenzo, which is super big. So, in all honesty, I think they're making steps in the right direction. They didn't really have enough time to sort out all the kinks for the second half of this season. So, of course, they are still 12th seeded, and they are in a very, very talented Western Conference. However, I do think it is a step in the right direction. I do think they are kind of getting their head out of their asses when it comes to the stubbornness of the front office. And I think I think a new leaf will be turned in Sacramento soon. 
So I'm giving them an A minus. Yeah, so I'm I'm about B minus range, but I'm with you though. Like they made really good moves. I do wish they would have not even I don't even know if it would have been De'Aaron. I wish they would have traded Davion Mitchell and Buddy Hield and a couple picks for Sabonis because I think Halliburton's a really good piece still. But or him and De'Aaron together, I thought they worked well. So I, that's about the only thing I'd change. But everything else, I liked what they did. Uh, they still need to be better, even when they didn't have Sabonis and still had Buddy and Tyrese. They still should not have. 29 wins i still think they should be a 35 win team so yeah i, I still there i think they're always going to be a team no matter what that underperforms that's just kind of what it's starting to seem like to me yeah hey fair fair point um what did uh zendaya say in spider-man expect disappointment and you will never be disappointed or something that's exactly um, what you said actually but anyway yeah speaking of disappointment we're going to move on to the 11th seeded Lakers. What do you grade them, Gert? F. I mean, it's so clear. Like, I agree. I think the only reason you would think about going in the D's is because a lot of it was injuries. But at the same time, the injuries only matter because the roster was put together so poorly. So, yeah. like, if this was last year's roster, AD being hurt doesn't matter as much. LeBron being hurt doesn't matter as much. Westbrook missing time doesn't matter as much. They probably still make the play-in. Barely, but they probably still make it. So, I think player LeBron, not to blame. GM LeBron, a little bit to blame here. I think he finally bit himself in the ass with how he decided to structure a team. So, big F. Uh, I agree. I'm going to give it a D. A D even instead of an F because it gave such a big role to Austin Reeves. At such a young age, he came in and he he pretty much worked that role. So, shout out to Austin Reeves. I know it's got to be intimidating coming into the NBA and having coach NGM LeBron basically just bossing you around, expecting you to be this god tier player, even though haven't really had the chance to become that yet. So, hey, shout out to Austin Reeves. But I think we can all agree, yeah, Lakers they threw it away hard this season. They're on a seven-game loss streak as of right now. Moving on to the 10th-seeded Spurs. Um, to be honest, I did not pay attention to the Spurs a lot this season. I kept up with DeJounte Murray and his All-Star campaign. Super sad he got snubbed. Super happy he actually got the All-Star nod because of injuries. However, I'm going to grade him a middle-of-the-road, slightly below-average C-. minus. Uh. I can't really remember what in-season moves they made. However, I kind of expected them to just be a little bit better. I expected their young talent like Lonnie Walker and is Jake Lehman. Is he on the Spurs? Tim Wolves, no. he just sits on the bench. Uh, sorry, Yaka Pertle. Yaka Pertle, dude. Yeah. How, how could I forget that? Yaka Pertle has played well, though. I will say Yaka Pertle has played extremely well. So I will actually bump my C-minus up to a middle-of-the-road C. That is my revised grade. Got it. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm right there with you. Um, you know, I hate to do what I'm about to do, but I think Skip Bayless uh, about the Lakers and Spurs situation with the plan described it best for me. He said the, the Spurs were just kind of just cruising, right? They probably weren't even thinking about the plan because they thought there was no way. And the Lakers essentially just, like, handed it to them. Like, the more they lose games, the Spurs just think, oh, if we just kind of keep, like, kind of just – working our way up a little bit we might make it in and here they are like it's locked in they're ready to go so i it's still a c for me because like you said they didn't really do anything 
I, they unperformed, but I don't think they even expected to be in the play-in with a month left, and they're in. So, Yeah, fair. Very fair point, man. Um, The Pelicans now. Yeah. Nine-seeded Pelicans. Fair. Um, yes, sir. I, I think I would say a B. I mean, CJ was a big acquisition for them. Um, and really all they're missing now for their rock. Uh-oh. Um, I've lost all audio from you, Gert. I don't know if it's on my end or if it is on. I'm back. Okay. My hit my finger. I literally did this to my, to the Yeti and it muted it. Oh, okay. What was okay, the last okay. thing you heard? Uh, just just restart your whole spill on the okay. Pelicans. CJ looked great. Yeah. Pelicans B. CJ deal was good. I didn't expect that much from him because I knew Zion wasn't going to play all year. Um, I think it's great they made the play in. I think all they're missing roster-wise is Zion, maybe another role player. And I was going to say, did you see where his stepdad said that he's going to play this year? Nice. Yeah, his stepdad came out earlier this week and said he expects Zion to play this year still. Well, good. That's so, good. I don't, I don't really know how he'll play, but I don't I guess either. We'll see him in the play-in. Oh, uh, well, that'd be awesome. But, uh, what'd you say, B? B. Yep. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll let the B slide. I'll give them a B as well because of the development of Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones. They've came in and played exceptionally well on a struggling team. And safe to say that they have probably contributed to a good amount of wins for the Pelicans. A 35-win season after not having Zion, who averaged, I think, 27.2 points a game last season. Or, yeah, last season is pretty good. You know, I think fair. Very fair. Yep. So moving on to the eighth-seeded LA Clippers. Oh, man. I... Man, I think I gotta give them, like, a D-. minus. Man, I, they didn't do anything. The only thing they did this season was get injured. Yeah. And that's not necessarily on the organization's fault or the player's fault. That's just kind of unlucky. So, you know, unfortunately, I have to give them a D-. minus. The only reason I'm not giving them an F is because Reggie Jackson kind of hard-carried for for some stretchy games there. And I also got to show love to my man, Robert Covington. I love Ballin. that guy. I love the way they got plays. Yep. He's awesome. Journey but, man. Uh, but pretty bland. Yeah. The Clippers had a bland season. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go D just like everything you said, they just didn't really do anything. I'm happy that Paul George is back. Cause I really did not think there was any outlook for him to come back. So glad to see him balling. So yeah, his first game back, he scored like, 30 points and I think he had double digit rebounds and like five steals too. So I mean, Paul George things, but yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not excited for the Clippers to play the Timberwolves in the play in. I don't like that at all with Paul George, not one bit. Yeah, that's that's a little unlucky, but moving on to the Timberwolves. Your team, you have honors. What do you grade them? I think that for me, it's a B plus just because I said from the beginning that they were making the play in at least like I, I'd never doubted 
but I would say from like a franchise perspective, this is like a like your honorary S tier. Like nobody like this is massive for their franchise to kind of end this drought. Not drought because they made the playoffs with Jimmy, but like you know what I mean. Like look more exciting. Like they've turned over yeah. a new leaf. All this stuff. Yeah. Made good. Not a lot of moves really, but um. They made good yeah. I just think it's a solid decision. B plus. Yeah, uh, I'll agree with you on that. Uh, I said, you know, on one of the episodes, I'm sure we could go find it if we searched hard enough, but beginning of the season, I said, this has to be Cat's season. There is no more excuses. He has to turn up. He has to make the playoffs. He has to be a legit bona fide star in this league, and he is doing just that. I mean, the man is averaging 23 and 11, I think, or something like that, maybe like 24 and 10, something, something of that sort. But he had, you know, just a stretch of absolute dominance a month and a half ago. And, yeah, he's he's the real deal. And Anthony Edwards is the real deal. And D'Angelo Russell, not the real deal anymore, but he's a step below the real deal. So, you know, them bringing in Pat Beverly, you know, Naj Reed coming in playing extremely well, Torian Prince playing extremely well, um, even Leandro Balmaro, you know, when he gets minutes. I've noticed his per 36 is up there, man. Like, that team is turning the new leaf. And it's sad that they did it in a time where talent is so uh, abundant in the NBA. Because if it wasn't, if we were back, if we were like in the 2016 league and they were playing like this, they'd be right there with the Warriors, man. When it like, Warriors would be the one seed, Timberwolves would probably be the two or three seed. So, you know just unlucky but it needed to be done and it's even more respectful and more i guess impressive that they're doing it while having to face all these talent abundant teams yeah so i'll give them i'll give them the b plus maybe even an a minus i don't know but moving on to the sixth seed denver nuggets and Another team I didn't really pay that much attention to, man. You know, we had uh, Michael Porter Jr. who didn't play a good good bit of the season. We have Jamal Murray did not play a good bit of the season. But we do have Jokic who started off the season not too good but has ended the season on an absolute tear. Um, I think in these last, like, 55 games, I think his average is going crazy. Um, You have Bones Highland who an absolute stud. Fun to watch. And, you know, just, you know, the same old Denver team, you know, grind it out, get your wins, do your thing. And um, I think I just got to give them a middle of the road C. I mean, they haven't really done anything, but they didn't need to do anything. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just so, give them. Yeah, I'm actually going to flip the script on you here a little bit. I'm going to go uh, A minus here. Because okay. I did not expect them to get this close to the 50 win mark without MPJ and Jamal Murray. I just, Fair. I didn't think Aaron Gordon would play as big of a role as he did. I didn't, he's not one that has totally stepped up in his career. So I just wasn't expecting that. But I guess when you play along somebody like Jokic, Jokic, you just, you find it in you. And like you said, Bones Highlands really come along. Love him. I mean, also the nickname Bones is just the, maybe the second best nickname in the league to Time Lord only. <laughs> um, that's true but yeah I just personally didn't expect them to get 
this close to 50 wins without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. So that's why I'm going with the A minus here. Okay, fair. Utah Jazz, fifth seed. What do you think about them? I mean, it's a C. They don't do anything. I never expect anything. I don't care what their regular season record is. I know that's what we're grading them on, but they're never going to do anything ever. While they have the team they have, it's just kind of, it's it's just a wash at this point every year with them now. Like, as long as Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are together, nothing's ever going to happen. So, C. They don't do anything. They It's just what it is. Yeah, they're mad boring. They are a yep. mad boring team, no disrespect. But um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker has been playing good. Yudoka Azabuki playing well. Wancho Hanan Gomez playing well. But yeah, you know, Donovan and Rudy Gobert, a defensive-minded big two, if you would say. I mean, even when you throw Mike Conley in there, he's defensive-minded as well, but he can get you a bucket. Yeah, They've just kept the same team, same core, and like you said, they just keep expecting things to happen, and nothing's going to happen. So will it happen this year? I don't know. Probably not. But yeah, they're boring. Uh, if I'm gonna they win C. the championship somehow, I'm going to give somebody 20 bucks. I don't know who I'm going to give 20 bucks, but I'm just going to give somebody 20 bucks if they win the championship somehow. Remember this. Remember that. Fourth, fourth seed. I don't know why I said fourth to start that off with, but the fourth seed, Dallas Mavericks. Um, Man, I'm going to give them a B because coming into the season, I knew Luka was going to go hard. You know, I think he's averaging like 29, 8, and 9 or something. So actually, <laughs> when you're talking counting stats, he's down a little bit, just a tad, but he's still averaging 29, 8, and 9. So still just an absolute stud. But, you know, they are in the fourth seed, which is mad respectable because of, you know, who's on that team. You know, they have a very deep team. You know, you get down into their 10th man in the rotation and you're hitting Marquise Chris, who at one time for half a point for half a season was a really good NBA player, you know? So, you know, you have Josh Green, you have Dorian Finney-Smith, who is the ideal role player, just plays his role perfectly, does not make mistakes. Um, You know, I take that back. I'm going to give him a B plus. Yeah, I'm going to give them a B plus because they got rid of Porzingis, which I think was the correct move. However, they did trade for the slightly worse Latvian laser, but they also did get Spencer Dinwiddie, who I think would really help, you know, backing up Luka or playing alongside Luka. Spencer Dinwiddie has that versatility. So, you know, it's cool. You know, you got Maxi Kleber, Jalen Brunson, Reggie Bullock, all playing extremely well for their role. Um, I think... If you wanted to go with the idea of Luka straight hard carrying, but being able to kick to the corner for threes, you know, to depend on his teammates, and you also surrounded him with decently defensive-minded players, I think they've built almost a perfect team for Luka. Will Luka be able to take this team to the promised land? I don't know. Only time will tell. But I think the Mavericks did a good job doing what they wanted to do. Now it's just time to see if that works. Yeah, so I'm going to give them a C plus, and the one reason I'm going to give them a C out of, like, in the C's out of everything, besides agreeing with everything you said, they also disrespected Moses Brown, and I will not forget it. That's true. Hey, that's They don't true. even have a real center. They don't have a real center, and they disrespected Moses Brown. Boban Marjanovic. They, they don't play him that much. 
That's true. They don't play him. And I mean, so for a good point, he's very slow. He is very, very slow. Yep. But they, they have Frankie. They have Frank Nealakina, man, New York legend. But, and again, a reason why the Knicks are a joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why they're on. the for me. They disrespected the boy. Yeah. Third seeded Golden State Warriors. What's your, uh, what's your grade for them? B, uh, strictly because they kind of fell off at the end, right? I know that Steph has been hurt, but that team has put together so well that they should not have fallen as hard as they have, right? I think they still should have been in hard contention with Memphis for the two seed. And that, and then Jaw's been hurt too, but Memphis has been pretty much gifted that. Like, not gifted. Memphis has played how I thought Golden State would also play without their best player. So yeah. I think that's why it's in the B for me, in like a B for me, just because they kind of fell off here. And that does not look good for the playoffs. They're going to have to play Denver in the first round, most likely. And that is not good for them. I don't feel like the way they're trending right now. I agree. You know, Golden State's weird. They have a team that's ready for the future. When you think about Jordan Poole, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Gary Payton II, Moses Moody, Juan Toscano-Anderson. Um, but they also have vets that are up at the top of the team. You know, Obviously, you have Curry, who was playing phenomenally until his injury. You have Klay Thompson, who is starting to find his rhythm again. You have Draymond Green. I mean, it's Draymond Green. Everybody knows. And then you have all-star starter Andrew Wiggins, who I still, that's still the laughing stock of the NBA for the season. But at the end of the day, Andrew Wiggins is Andrew Wiggins, and he is a good player. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna let, I'm not gonna let a man that didn't even choose to get the honor. I'm not gonna let that, you know, tarnish his name. He's just there to play basketball, and he's doing a damn good job of it. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, Golden State Warriors are a super weird team, but it might be the correct team to win a championship if they can get past the Denver Nuggets in the first round. So, we'll see. Uh, yeah. They're also missing James Wiseman heavy. I think that he really matters for them. Kevon yeah. Looney's good, but he does not have the offensive skills that James Wiseman does. Yeah, no, definitely not. Also, fix my volume somehow. I hit my uh, headphone cord. I know that doesn't matter really for this, but I hit my yeah. headphone cord and it fixed it all of a sudden. I don't know if it was like oh, well, twisted loose connection or, what. or something. I don't know. Something. We're back, though. I had to turn yeah. you down so fast. <laughs> but uh, moving on, we have the second-seeded Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going to give them an A-plus, man. I did not expect them to be the two seed. Um, shout out to John Morant, man. Hometown hero. Uh, 55 wins. I did not just, I didn't expect, man. And, you know, it, the team is just coming together. Like, Zaire Williams did not expect this from him. Brandon Clark knew it was in him, did not expect it. Tyus Jones, I've always been kind of on the Tyus Jones wagon. I've always just low-key thought he was really good for how little credit he gets. And then, obviously, you know, Steven Adams, run-of-the-mill center, man. Grabs boards, plays defense. Perfect for any team, I think, yeah, honestly. Right, yeah, he fits with any team. Um, Jaron Jackson, I don't know if I said that, playing super well. Dylan Brooks playing extremely well. Then, obviously, you have John Moran, G12, who is just tearing up the league. Man, I really wish he'd win MVP. I know it's not going to happen, but I really wish he could win MVP. That would be so cool. But that's... I mean, I don't know what to, I don't know what else to say no. about them. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. Uh, so they are my. I'm gonna go my honorary S tier team right here is the Grizzlies for a couple reasons. Really, one reason is just Jaw. Without Jaw, they won. They went like what twenty and two so far, and he's yeah. still out the last three or four yeah, games. Something like that. Like, it's it's a crazy sick. Step. 
and also, uh, if Jaron Jackson doesn't win Depoy, then something is bad wrong with everybody that votes for it because he has the most combined steals and blocks in the league by like 20, I think. Mm. Like, I'm sure Gobert's first for voting, and he has Gobert on that number by like 70, and he's only played 13 more games. Like, go, I, I did the math on it. Gobert would have to average like five and a half steals and blocks a game to catch him. Oh, wow. Over like, for that over that 13 game gap if yeah, Jaron Jackson nuts. was to not play. So I think it's Jaron Jackson all the way, complete lock. If he doesn't, I'm going to be super uber pissed off. And oh, and John Morant, he could, he, I think he is a very good case for MVP, but I think the Grizzlies being so good without him really kills it. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know if they're necessarily looking at that, but if they are, then yeah, it really does yeah. kill his uh, stride for MVP. Yep. Now moving on to the first seeded, um, first seeded Suns. What what do you grade them? I think it's an A plus, honestly. Like I, I thought that losing the finals like that, kind of getting dominated, was just going to be a big, not a like a big momentum killer, but a momentum killer of sorts, right? But yeah. they have just continued this insane pace that started back when the bubble happened. So, and I don't see why it would stop now, whether they win the finals or not. I, if they have this same roster going in the next season, it's going to be the same thing, and they're winning 60 games again, I think. So I yeah. think it's just an A+. Plus. Like they are, I think they're the perfect team in the NBA right now. Everybody is exactly where they need to be for that team. I agree. I think they've built, I don't want to say perfect team, because obviously, you know, it's not the perfect team. They've lost. They they don't hold the regular season record for win loss, but I think it's as close to perfect as you can get. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. They have Chris Paul, who one of the best point guards of all time, no debate, don't sleep. Um, Devin Booker, who is an absolute bucket getter. You know they have Cam Johnson, a great player. You know plays his role perfectly. DeAndre Ayton, who's really coming into his own. Uh, he is having a little bit of a down year, but I think that's because everybody else on the team is having an up year. So I don't think it's anything on DeAndre Ayton. I don't think it's his fault or anything. And, you know, you just go down to the end of the roster, bro, and you have Torrey Craig, Alfred Payton, Ishmael Wainwright, players that are still extremely competent NBA players. And they're at the end of the rotation. You know, the Bismack Biombo, who we all know, playoff king 20-20 and 20 for the Toronto Raptors back in 2018 or 17, something of the sort, against the Cavs. Um, then you have Cameron Payne, who... Another hometown hero went to Murray State, same college as John Morant, for those of you who don't know. But he plays with the swagger that he's the best player on the court. And that gets him far in the NBA. He does not back down. He takes any task he has with his head high. And, you know, that's what you really need out of your backup point guard. I think people don't understand how important a competent backup point guard is because your bench needs the help, right? They're the bench players. Yep. They're not the starters. So for Cameron Payne to be able to come in off the bench and be able to lead the bench unit is huge. And I think that's a huge uh, like storyline in their success. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he is, I think, wildly underrated still. Yeah. I think it'll get to a point where he's not, but I think it might take him being a starter for people to kind of understand how good he is. Yeah, I agree with that. I really do. And, you know, that that brings us to the playoffs. You know, that 
regular season's practically over. I mean, these last few regular season nights aren't really going to have a lot of impact unless it's catered toward the Nuggets and Timberwolves. Yep. Um, but going into the playoffs, what do you what what do you want to see here? I want the Timberwolves to say at the seven, win the play in game and play the Grizzlies in the first round. That's all I want. Past that, I don't really want anything. I want a seven game Grizzlies Timberwolves series because every game they played this year was awesome. So that's yeah. what I want. That's all okay. I want. Okay. I can I can I can vouch for that. I, that's a cool cool little uh, mission there. For me, however, it's really unfortunate that the Raptors either have to face the 76ers or the Bucks in the first round. You know, I think being the sixth, I think being the fifth seed, I mean, is it's cool for the Raptors, like super duper duper cool that they got this far in one year after going 27 and 45 last season. However, I don't expect them to make it out of the first round if I'm being unbiased. You know, obviously I could say that, you know, we match up well to the Bucks and 76ers, which is factual. I mean, we do. I just don't know if they're getting past them in a seven-game series, and that's not to doubt my team or anything. That's just me being realistic on a podcast, trying to show no bias. Um, however, I will be rooting my heart out for the Raptors, and I do see a world in which they do win this first-round series. But if the Raptors can make it out of the first round, I'm happy. I'm I'm completely happy. I don't care what happens after that. Um, will it happen? I'm not sure, but. I'm sure that we will be able to talk about it next week on the podcast. Surely some of the first round games will have started, right? Maybe be in game one or two of series. Uh, regular season ends the 10th, playing games start the 12th. So next Tuesday, playing so games we might, start. Yeah, we might just be able to talk about the play-in then, and that's it. But yeah, we'll hey, get playing games. That'll be fine. Um, yep. If it is just the play-in, might be a shorter episode because it'll only be at max four games that we're talking about. Uh, so you know, whatever, we'll just play it by ear. And uh, that's it for today's episode, guys. I appreciate you guys stopping by, watching, uh, listening, supporting. I don't know why I say watching. I'm used to the whole content create YouTube Twitch thing by saying watching, but just know I mean listening. If I say watching, um, maybe you'll be able to watch the podcast soon. Maybe we'll start recording our faces, uploading them to a YouTube channel or something. Maybe uploading highlights of the show to TikTok, something. I don't know. There's a lot of things we could do with the content, but for now, we're just going to stay a listening podcast. I uh, hope you guys did enjoy the episode, though. If you did, make sure to like, favor, subscribe to the podcast. I haven't taken a breath in a really long time, so you're probably going to hear a deep <laughs> breath here in a minute. But anyway, yeah, guys, every Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern, or sorry, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern, um, follow us on the socials at press underscore breaker. Um, check the merch out. Link is in the bio of our Twitter, and we will be back next week with uh with playing stuff. Anything you want to add, Gert? No, that's all I got, dude. I mean, you summed it up perfectly. I'm I'm ready to get into the playoffs now. Yeah, I think that's when me and Garrett's ears. It's always a struggle at the end of the regular season you know stay interested unless there's like a storyline about seeding going on but hopefully our ears perk back up for the playoffs and uh we'll start getting into some playoff talk and hopefully watching some really good nba basketball yep. so hope you guys enjoyed hope you guys tune in next week hope you guys follow like subscribe all that good stuff 
We will see you next Friday, 8 a.m. This has been the Press Breaker Podcast. Stay safe, guys.